Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. So glad that you're here today. Today we're in part two of our message series called Speak Up. Um, and today we're talking about speaking up for trafficked children. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, for a long time, I just did not think that the issue of human trafficking was really that big of a deal. And I don't mean that it wasn't horrible, okay? Like, I always knew that it was a horrible thing. But I'll be honest with you, I always thought that it was something that occurred, like, to just very few people, and it was in countries really far away. And so the truth is I just kind of marginalized it and um, didn't really give it much um, credence. And uh, so consequently, um, that's just where I was with it. Well, then two things happened to me that completely changed my view. Okay, first, I saw the movie Taken, okay? Yeah, and after I saw that, I, that's when I really understood how horrible and just how evil human trafficking really is. And I realized that it doesn't just happen to just faceless people in countries far away, that it happens to all people, all classes, all races, everywhere. And plus, by the end, like I, like I was ready to go Liam Neeson on some of these people. I mean, I was really charged up, okay? Um, second thing that happened to me was this, is that I contacted a pastor friend of mine, and I asked him if he knew of any organizations that worked to fight human trafficking. And he recommended that I look into an organization called Love 146. Well, um, in case you're new here and you know, maybe you don't know about it, maybe you're new here since the start of the year, or you know, maybe today's your first day, Love 146 is a nonprofit organization that works to end child human trafficking. And they especially work with girls that have been rescued out of human trafficking, helping them rehabilitate and get their lives back. And they do a tremendous amount of work in prevention, in preventing kids from being trafficked in the first place, which, by the way, that really is the very best thing, isn't it? Um, Love 146 got their name when the founder, Rob Morris, um, went undercover with some agents to a brothel in the Philippines. Um, they were posing as potential buyers, and they were taken to a room with a piece of glass, and they were looking into another room with all these little girls um, who were all wearing identical red dresses each with a number pinned to their chest. And all the little girls were watching kids' cartoons on a TV um, with just blanks, blank looks on their faces because of just all of the trauma and abuse that they've been through night after night after night after night. Well, there was one girl who wasn't watching the cartoons. She was staring back at them through the glass. And there was still fire in her eyes. You know, their thought was that maybe she was new to the brothel and hadn't had all that taken from her. She still, she still had some fight left. And her number was number 146. Well, two weeks later, they raided the brothel and they freed all of the girls that were captured and that were in the brothel. But number 146 was not found. She had already been sold. And so they named their organization Love 146. 
as a rally cry to say, we have to do everything we can for each child before it's too late. And I'm telling you, after hearing that story, I realized that the worst thing that I could do would be to put my head in the sand and pretend like this doesn't exist. Is to put my head in the sand and pretend like this kind of stuff just doesn't go on in the world. And, and especially when our Heavenly Father, when He looks down on our planet, like He sees these kids and what they're going through. And I think when our Heavenly Father looks down on our world and He sees what's going through, I think one thing He does is that He says to you and He says to me, He says, speak up! Speak up for them! I have, God says, I have given you influence. I have given you resources. I have given you a voice. Use them to speak up for these kids because these kids, they have no voice. They can't defend themselves. They can't protect themselves. I need you to do it for them. So speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Because all, all it takes for evil to grow in this world is for good Christians to sit back and just simply do nothing. But the truth is, that, that's, that's never been the attitude of Parkway. That's never been what our church has done. In fact, our church has done the exact opposite. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but over the last six years that we've been involved with Love 146, our church has donated more than $600,000 to end child human trafficking. I mean, that's incredible, okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Get, and it's get big, it's even better than that. In addition to just giving money, our church, we do volunteer work all the time with Love 146. In fact, just before the Super Bowl, just this last month, the um, week prior, a group of people from our church went to ho 32 local hotels to work with their managers to say, hey, here is what child human trafficking looks like the week before the Super Bowl so you can be aware. All the hotel managers were so welcome for the training and the awareness that we helped them um, realize. In fact, one guy... Um, decided that um, he would work with local authorities. And the day before the Super Bowl, they um, performed a sting operation. And in that one day, arrested 118 perpetrators in one day. Yeah, how cool is that? That is awesome. But we have to continue to be vigilant. Because look, there are still children out there. In fact, there are children right now that are praying to God that He would rescue them out of their nightmare. And God could use us to be the answer to their prayers. Well, how? Well, let's get right to it. Go ahead and pull out your message notes. How can God use me to speak up for trafficked children? Let me give you some ways. Here's the first way. Number one is, I can pray for the Lord to restore their lives. I can pray for the Lord to restore their lives. Look at the Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 6, it says, For all who are mistreated, the Lord brings justice. I want you to circle the word justice, okay? Now, the Hebrew word for justice that's used here, this Hebrew word means two things. First off, it means judgment against, and it means judgment in favor, judgment against and judgment in favor. So when it comes to 
traffic children, God says that he will eventually bring judgment against those who have brought them harm. And at the same time, God brings judgment in favor of these children. Okay? And the Bible's clear. Like, this is something that God does. Okay? It's not something that we do. Okay? So, like, we don't need to go all Liam Neeson on these people. Okay? All right? Let's let God go all Liam Neeson on these people, right? right? But most importantly, the Bible says that God is the only one who can truly restore them so they can have a normal life. You know, where they could get married and they could have children of their own. They could have grandchildren. God is the one who does that. And they don't have to be crippled by this dark past that they didn't ask for and that they didn't want. Because see, when God really restores someone, when he really restores them on the inside, they're changed. They're changed. They are no longer shackled by the past. They have victory over the past. And that's what God says that he will do. So would you take, a, take some time this week? Would you pray that for these kids? Would you take some time and pray that God res- really restore the life of a little girl? Would you pray that God would really restore the life of a little boy? Would you take some time and pray that this week? Would you do that for them? You know, and maybe for you, maybe you need God to do that for you. Maybe you need God to restore your marriage or your soul, your heart. Because maybe so there's something that's happened in the past that more than anything, you want God to find in your favor to help you get over that thing that you just have not been able to get over. If that's you, God can restore you. He says that He will. And He can restore you to where you don't have to be shackled by that past anymore. You can have victory of that past and walk forward totally changed and you can leave the past behind because you'll no longer be defined by what happened in the past instead you become defined by his great love for you and that changes everything everything okay second big thing that you can do is this number two i can i need to protect myself my kids and my grandkids. I need to protect myself, my kids, and my grandkids. Look what the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it says, flee from sexual immorality. Now, the idea of fleeing is to literally run away as fast and as far as you possibly can, okay? It is not the idea of getting as close to the line as you possibly can without crossing it. And the danger that he's talking about here is the danger of sexual immorality. So as a Christian, as a Christ follower, it means that you and I, we've got to flee and get as far away from the line as we possibly can. But that's not what most people do when it comes to sexual sin, is it? Most people when it comes to sexual sin, like they, they get up like right on that line and they're like, okay, like I haven't done anything wrong. Like I, I, haven't, I haven't done anything bad. I mean, okay, I mean, I thought about it, but look, I didn't actually do anything, okay? Um, 
yes, I, we, I might have flirted a little bit, but I mean, look, I mean, I didn't really mean anything by it. Yeah, I, I, I've looked at some stuff on the internet, but I mean, there's no harm in looking, right? And so what people do is they get right up on the line. They get right there, and then they just try to bounce on that line as long as they possibly can. But I'm telling you, if you do this long enough, there's going to come a time that you're going to fall. You will fall. And when that happens, it ruins lives. It ruins marriages. It ruins careers. It ruins the example you set for your children. It ruins the example you set for other people who watch you. And the, when it talks about sexual immorality, it's not just talking about adultery. It is. But it's really more than that. And so this morning, for the sake of time, I want to kind of limit our discussion. And I want to talk just for a few moments about pornography. About pornography. Because that falls into what the Bible is saying here. And pornography has, is a particularly devastating and enslaving sort of sin. And you know, and most guys don't understand that, especially like young guys, you know, they pass around pictures or they'll text pictures to one another or they'll spend hours on the internet looking at they have no idea the amount of damage that they're doing to themselves and to their future relationships because get this, now that uh, pornogra- internet pornography has been around for a couple of decades, we are now beginning to see the scientific evidence of just how damaging it really is. For instance, science can now prove that pornography addiction rewrites the pleasure centers of the brain and ruins sexual satisfaction in marriage. Pornography is now the number one cause of ED for men under 40. Pornography leaves people lonelier, unhappier and more ashamed than in any previous generation. And get and get this, Focus on the Family, a Christian-based organization that does research to help the family, cites studies that say that the average age that a boy views pornography is now down to age eight. Age eight! I mean, can, can you imagine that? Uh, I mean, and look, and let's be honest. There are men here today who have a secret addiction to pornography, but just so desperately want to be free. You know what? I've got good news. I've got good news. There's two things that you and I can do immediately, okay? Here's the first. I can go to a website called fightthenewdrug.org. Write that down. Fightthenewdrug.org slash get the facts. Go to that portion of their website. I'm telling you, and that whole website, it, it's amazing. It, it was formed by a group of um, students who graduated from college when they saw the, how pervasive pornography addiction was on their college campus, and they began to understand how damaging it really was. Then they started this organization, and there's so much good information to help on this website. So good. Um, second thing I can do is I can attend the Voice for Choice Summit on Pornography. Attend the Voice for Choice Summit on Pornography. It's next Sunday and the Sunday after, February 26th and March 5th, 
from 1245 to 345 here at Parkway Fellowship. And this summit is for parents and teenagers. But if you have a child eight years old, then mom or dad, one of you needs to come for sure. If you have a junior high or high school student, you all need to come be a part of this. Because, and it's going to be great. We're going to talk about um, the dangers and the effects and how to prevent pornography and how to be free from it. I mean, it's going to be so good. But be here, but you have to register for it. Um, and we'll show you how to do that when we get to the end of today. Okay? All right. Number three. Here's the third thing I can do. I need to fight for other people's kids. I need to fight for other people's kids because look, every child that's soaked up in human trafficking is someone's daughter. There's someone's son. And those parents want them to come home. For instance, there was a girl this last year here in our community that got swept up in a human trafficking ring. Here's what happened. Um, she was introduced to another girl who she thought was in high school, and they became friends. Now, the parents of the teenager did their due diligence. They called this other girl's house and talked to their dad, and the dad said, yeah, I work at home a lot, and so like I'll be here, so don't worry. Like Kids are safe. That's fine. Well, they didn't find out so much later that, first off, this this new girl is not in high was not in high school, and the guy was not her dad, but was her older boyfriend. And um, well, anyway, the new girl introduced the teenage girl to a different guy who she said was an up and coming rapper. And I mean, he looked the part. He had all the blingy jewelry, had the slick, fast car, and the clothes. And um, so the the you know, would-be rapper and the teenage girl began to date, much against the girl's parents' wishes. Well, one night, um, the teenage girl tells her mom and dad, it's like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and work out. You know, she, their family belonged to one of the local gyms in the area. And which is not unusual. I mean, she would do that pretty frequently. But she never came home. And so as the night went on, the dad started to get worried. And so... He drove up to the gym, found her car with her cell phone in the passenger seat. He, he unlocked the car and he unlocked the cell phone and discovered a text thread between his daughter and this other girl. And this other girl said, yeah, we're going to have this big party. We want you to come. And the daughter said, well, my parent, I know my parents will never let me. So they concocted this scheme where she would go to the gym and then they would meet up, and then they would take her to the party. But she was just gone. Well, the dad contacted local authorities, and they couldn't find her. Three days go by. Five days go by. Seven days go by. On day eight, the dad finds a picture of his daughter on a website where she is being sold. She'd been drugged and was unable to protect or defend herself. Contacted um, local authorities and with help, they were able to actually get her back and she is in counseling 
for PTSD. And it will only be by God's love and grace, which could absolutely happen if God would heal her so she could ever be the same again. And I say all this to tell you that it's a lot closer to us than we think. Okay? So mom and dad, pay attention. This is not something that is just way out there somewhere. It's here. And I'll say this, teenagers, listen to your parents. Okay? They know a lot more than you think they do. They are telling you to do these things or not do these things to protect you because they love you. Pay attention to them. Look what God says. Let's look what God says about all this. Psalm 82.4. Rescue the poor and helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. Isaiah 1.17. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Punish those who hurt others. Help the orphans. Stand up for the rights of widows. Matthew 25, 40. The king, that's Jesus, will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So, what can I do to speak up this week? This week, what can you and I do to speak up for traffic children? Well, let me give you a couple things. Here's the first. I need to call and email my senators and congressmen and tell them that we need stronger human trafficking laws. Because get this, the guy who kidnapped this girl in our area, he's free. He's out. He's out on deferred adjudication because by the time this whole thing went down, she had turned 18 and was no longer considered a minor. So he's free. We need stronger laws significantly stronger laws. So this week, let's blow up the phone and um, email addresses of our senators and representatives. And I've got them listed here for you. Senator John Cornyn, and there's his website because for all these guys, you have to email them from their website. So that's his website and his phone number. Senator Ted Cruz, there's his website and his phone number. If you live south of I-10, your representative is Pete Olson. There's his Website and phone number. If you live north of I-10, your representative is Michael McCall, and there's his website and phone number. Call and email them this week and demand that they do something more, that we have stronger laws. Okay? Second thing we can do this week, and this is, I'm excited about this one. Um, I need to provide, well, I'm excited about the other one too, but I'm really excited about this one. Um, provide goods for love, the Love 146 resale shop. Okay, get this. This is going to be so cool. Um, Love 146 is about to, in two months, is about to open a resale shop here in the Houston area to further fund their efforts to end child human, child human trafficking in the Houston area, okay? But they need things to sell at their resale shop. So this is where you and I come in. So this week, go through your house, like do all your spring cleaning, okay? Go through the closet, go through the attic, go through like your house and anything that you're not using or you don't think you're going to use or just don't want to use anymore. I mean, it could be a bike, it could be, you know, pairs of jeans, it could be t-shirts and clothes, it could be furniture, it could be like whole kitchen sets, it could be like a lunchbox or tennis shoes, a couch, a toaster, anything and everything that you don't use or don't want to use anymore, bring it up to the church, 
so we could donate to Love 146 so they can use it in their resale shop. So look, guys, like if you've been wanting to upgrade your TV and get like a 4K, like a really big one, okay? Like, look, this is the week to do it. Look, and here's what you do. You say, hey, honey, it's not for me. It's for the children. Like, I'm trying to help you, okay? So do something this week. Bring it up to church this week. Bring it up to the lobby. Look, our lobby will be open today until 6 o'clock. It'll be open every day this week until 5. Now, Wednesday night, it'll be actually open until 8 p.m. because we have small groups on Wednesday night. It will be open Saturday morning uh, from 8 until noon. And you can bring it next Sunday morning if you want to. But bring it up this week. We'll load it up in the Love 146 truck so they can take it down so they can begin getting it ready so when the resale, resale shop opens here in just a few weeks, okay? It's going to be so cool. So do that this week, all right? All right, one more thing before we close. You know, I, I know. It seems like there is so, so much evil in this world. It seems like there's so much that it's just overwhelming. But the grip that evil has in our world is only temporary. Because one day, Jesus Christ is going to come back and he will put everything the way it's supposed to be. One day, Jesus Christ will come back and all the evil will cease. And all those that are evil, will, the Bible says, will be cast into a lake of fire. And all those who know him will go to heaven with him. And so, what means for you is that before the end comes, you need to make sure that you are on God's side and not on the other side. Okay? See, most people think that they're going to go to heaven by doing good deeds. They think, well, you know, I'm basically a good person. They say things like, it's not like I'm a human trafficker or anything like that. So surely God will let me into heaven. But not true. That's the Bible's very clear. You do not go to heaven by being good. You go to heaven by being forgiven. See, good deeds are not, we don't do good deeds in order to be forgiven. We do good deeds because we already are forgiven. And so, how do you become forgiven? By asking Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you of everything you've done. That's why he died on a cross, to pay your punishment for your sin for you. You ask him to come into your life to forgive you. And then you make him the Lord of your life. You put him in charge and you follow him as best you can from this day forward. If you've never done that, there's a prayer in your message notes. Take a moment and pray it right now. And then make sure you come next week because next week we're going to talk about people who have relocated to our area, but who have lost everything. It's going to be fabulous. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. Let me pray for us all. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the chance to speak up for these children who can't defend themselves, can't protect themselves, who have no voice. So thank you for the chance to do it. I ask that you would use all of the just extra stuff that you've blessed us with, you would use it to in this resale shop, God, to fund the work so that more kids will be freed, more kids will get their lives back, more kids will be prevented from being trafficked in the first place. And I also pray that you would protect our families and that um, 
that you would protect us against pornography addiction. And God, that you would bring great freedom, great freedom for those that have had issues with this in the past or even dealing with it now. Above all things, Father, I ask that you would help us to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And bring us back safely next week. We ask you to do this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.